Welcome to The Recap, part of Pastoring Out Loud, where we recap the previous week's sermon. Previous week's sermon was on Genesis 34, which was a particularly tough and kind of dark passage. And so I'm not really sure that I have an acronym other than it would be a bad acronym, like wretched. Oh, that's a, that's a W again. I keep doing that. Like it would just be bad because Genesis 34 is bad because people are bad, Dave. Yes. Yes, they are. Agreed. Agreed. Why is Genesis 34 in our Bible? Yeah, I think, and well, because it happened, and I think that the... Well, I'm sure a lot of things author happened. Author faithfully yeah. uh, recording uh, just the, the journey that God's people are on and their wickedness and as they interact with other people that are wicked. Um, I, I said, I posited that I think that maybe... It's in our Bible to just shock us again, wake us up to how ugly and horrific sin is. I, I think if you're going to, I mean, like I, I I, actually, after studying it for a week, felt kind of like I just needed to be done with it. Yeah. Because if you, if you, if you take a while and actually think about uh, what happened and what's going on in the story, it's really, uh, it's really gross. It's really dark. It's... Uh, humans who are treating each other as, as simply, you know, like, uh, at best treating each other at best as prostitutes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is a, you know, not a high bar. And so I, I think that that that's, that's what I posited that it's to wake us up from our familiarity with sin and to really shock us again and how, and how ugly it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's exactly right. Without like fully, like recapping the the whole story, you know, it's the it's the rape of Dinah, mm-hmm. it's the slaughter of the town of Shechem mm-hmm. by the sons of Israel mm-hmm. uh, by Reuben and Levi, Reuben and Levi, Simeon and Levi, Simeon, Simeon and Levi, not Reuben and Levi. Um, just any overall reflections on the sermon, on the text, things that were notable for anybody, either Nick, Stacy, listening in, or Dave, anything you'd say further. I think under your first point about it being a familiar pattern, um, just the seeing and the taking being reminiscent of Genesis three and yeah. the things that happened there, um, you know, and just, I think that was helpful tying it into that. And as you were, we were going through the story, it did remind me of the story of David and Bathsheba. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just again, a similar pattern, mm-hmm. um, different story, but yeah. Seeing and taking, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And yeah, I appreciated your um, careful handling of this text and, um, you know, speaking to people even in the room or that might be listening that maybe have experienced something like this and that God sees them and cares about them and cares about what happened to them. And, um, and even your point about, like there was a righteous anger that the brothers were probably feeling, but then they took it into their own hands and, you know, mm-hmm. did bad things as a result. But mm-hmm. um, just that this is the kind of thing that we should be angry about, that God's angry about sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was a, uh, you want to, I think it's why it's important when we read the Bible to like slow down and think about what really happened, you know, and, and not just quickly breeze through it because I think 
the anger is right. And so then where does it, you know, where does it go wrong? It's that they, they try to be God, you know, um, they try to bring about vengeance on their own. And, and that's, that's hard for us too. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, uh, it's always been helpful to me to think about all things are going to be dealt with either on the cross or in eternity. Uh, so my sins, the sins of the world, the sins of the worst injustice we see will either be dealt with on the cross or in eternity. And, uh, it's hard for that to be enough for us though, you know, because we just, it, it was, it was, I mean, and I was surprised, like, you know, even talking to my kids on the way home, they were, they were struck by that. Like, Oh, I feel that I want to get back at people, you know, mainly each other. Um, at this point in their lives, but you know, that, that's going to go other places as they get older and they, they have more interactions with other people. And so the familiar, uh, yeah. And then you just see sin get contagious and lead to more sin. Cause really what did Simeon and Levi do? You know, they saw and they took, yep. it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't careful. It wasn't meticulous. It just became a bloodbath and yep. That's with, what happens. With deception all along the yeah, way. Yeah, that's right. Kind of like the David and Bathsheba story. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. How yep. David like keeps doing mm-hmm. things and saying things to get Uriah in a spot where he'll get killed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Bible is full of patterns. You might even say types mm-hmm. get played mm-hmm. out in different ways. Mm-hmm. Nick, anything you'd add here? Um. I just heard, I heard from several people that they were thankful that you said it wasn't Dinah's fault. Yeah. Um, which is, again, like as you're reading it, mm-hmm. could seem obvious, but just to say it, I think is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I appreciated that in the way that you handled David's passivity, or not David, we, Dan was talking about David. Yeah. Uh, Jacob's passivity yeah. in the whole thing and just pointing that out as... You just stand in my watching. Yeah, genuinely passive. Adam, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and so just showing these patterns again, like Stacy said, familiar patterns, um, but they continue to harm people. Yeah, or even like you know, you noted a few chapters ago when he's going to meet Esau and how he sends certain people this way, certain people this way, some at the back of the train, some at the front of the train. So Jacob is not necessarily like just this chump. Mm-mm. In fact, when what he really loves is threatened, yeah. he really does spring into action. And so his lack of action here really does highlight very least the possibility that Dinah is the child of the least favored wife. Right. And <clears throat> Jacob doesn't have any skin in the game until he's a stink in the land. Right. Right. Like to the, to the people that mm-hmm. are there. Right. Right. Did you, Dave, at all look and see, I know you did some work in previous chapters on what these various people's names mean, Mm -hmm. either because the text directly said so or it's implied. Do you look at anything in relationship to any of the names mentioned here, Shechem, Hamor, anything like that? I don't know if I did. I don't remember if I did. Um, The main thing I I did there is look at Shechem living in a city called right, right. after called himself. Shechem. Yeah, yeah. Privileged <laughs> which, which is what stuck out to me. I, I think it, I think it's interesting that Dinah, to your point before, <laughs> is a very very much yeah. an afterthought. Yeah, yeah. There's all these explanations yeah. for all these sons that are born. And it's like, and then she had Dinah. And then the next time we see Dinah, she's just kind of like off wandering by herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
which paints kind of a sad picture of how she was treated in her family. Yeah. Yeah. To return to the idea of like, here's a privileged prince in the land and who knows, you know, city is a generic word in Hebrew. Mm -hmm. You know, certainly if two people are coming and killing everybody, we're probably not talking like thousands of people, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, maybe a few hundred at most. Mm -hmm. But I think it is interesting. Shechem from the city of Shechem. It's like that Brian Regan skit, you know, me town population. The me monster, right? Uh, that's mm-hmm. me monster. Come is a maybe a different scale. Maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm confusing some things, but just the the height of pride, mm-hmm. uh, and to be able to say like it's a woman, I want her. Super like exact same language as Samson mm-hmm. when he mm-hmm. says to his parents mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he sees the women in the land mm-hmm. and he wants them get her for me or get them for me. Like I saw one of the daughters of the Philistines now get her for me as my wife. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So yep. I saw, I took, uh, this story for the people of God continues. Yeah. It, it still continues. And I would say like, these are temptations in our hearts too. Mm-hmm. We can't suppose that we're different kinds of people or different kinds of even saints. Like if you look at how these stories play out, yep. uh, I mean, Judah is kind of fiendish before he makes a turn towards good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Simeon and Levi are angry and violent. Um, so there's just like, there's different things here that we should be able to see ourselves in these stories, mm-hmm. how they get played out. Anything else anybody else would add about Genesis 34? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, because of what you just said, it was how I intentionally ended every section just by saying, Lord, help us. Yeah. Because I think... I think when it comes to these familiar patterns of seeing and taking, we're all over it. I think when it comes to the outrage, vengeful response, man, what have we seen more than that, even in the church over the last few years? And when it comes to just uh, passivity, either towards our own sin or other sin, just for the sake of comfort and saving face. And uh, I think I said even, you know, comfort and saving face is one of the main idols of suburban life. Um, right. I just, I think we're all over it. And, and the good news though, is that, you know, Genesis in Genesis three, where it all goes bad and these patterns start, there's the promise of an offspring, Jesus, yep. who by his, by his incarnation and his perfect life and his death and his resurrection and his pouring out of the spirit means that there actually is hope for forgiveness for the patterns and the, and the payback and the passivity and there's new power to, to walk in new patterns. And so, um, we're not stuck mm-hmm. just like right. navel gazing sadly at our own sin. We're, we lift our eyes to Jesus and say, praise God for his forgiveness and Lord, help me walk in new power. Help me break these things, you know, in my heart and walk yeah. in new ways that will be redemptive. Amen. Looking forward to a few more chapters in Genesis before you're on sabbatical, Dave. Yep. Then we'll have to... Y'all will finish it out well. Yeah, we, we will. And I'll be here for it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dave.